Welcome back to another Gear in Review. This is Bobby. Man, we're great to be hanging out again, talking about gear, the things we love, how we use gear for our business over here at We're Too Creative, and also all the fun projects that we produce using the gear that we love to play with. So what's going on, Mark? Well, today we are talking about, do we need to do plugs first? Well, I know. Okay, so we're going to plug them real quick. You need to go over and check out touchpoint.health. Yes, touchpoint.health. Lots of podcasts on that touchpoint.health. You know, I'm supposed to say people think, you know, I'm going to say touchpoint.com, but it's actually touchpoint.health. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Lots of fun stuff. Okay, we got the plugs out of the way. Okay, so Well, I'm also the photographer. That's true. So I'm going to be asking you some questions. Dude, this is weird. You, you want to switch it back up? You can talk about it if you want to, and I'll ask. Okay, cool. All right, all right. Oh, I love it first. I'm just going to jump out and say, you know, I mean, the, the first thing that I'm going to try to dominate this conversation so you don't have to feel like you have to dominate it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got some questions already. Okay, cool. So anyway... We like the 5D series. We have the Mark III, the Mark IV. I kind of want to go back and just buy the Mark II just to kind of wrap it out and get the, the original 5D just to say we have it all. Um, so a client called real quick and said, hey, we want 15 megapixel images. And I was like, I'm not going to go get a medium format camera. So I got the 5DSR. And I tell you what, it shoots some beautiful freaking images. So we've been using the 5D and the 5D Mark IV for a number of years, and they take some really awesome images too. So what's the difference using this one? Well, is there a true, tangible difference, discernible difference? First of all, you don't really notice it until you get back and look at the images. It is exact same as the Mark IV and the Mark III. Actually, it's almost it's almost just like the Mark III. It doesn't have the touchable LCD screen, oh, wow. but I get I don't know like this one that, that I use that does not have it. But it is the it is one um, image per second slower when you're trying to do a high speed burst. So it is only pumping out I think it's seven frames per second. I think. Um, the other thing that is really important is typically, um, the previous in the Mark three and the Mark four, they're only spitting out about 25, uh, uh, megabyte, uh, raw images. You know, sometimes they're 30, depending on the detail needed. This is a true 50 mega pixel. It's the images are huge. They are super big, and the reason why this camera has is trying to compete with the medium format cameras is that many people in the Canon air arena want to use their uh, their Canon lenses, but to be able to shoot medium format sized images with that type of quality, and so. Uh, the last client, the reason why they wanted this large size of an image was so that they could blow it 
this image up for a big trade show across a big banner that would spread across a whole um, front of a stage. Or it's very event specific. Um, they also wanted to use that same series of images on the side of a transfer truck or an 18 wheeler trailer. And so they needed something that um, had the bit depth and the quality feature to be able to really size it up in order to blow it up and put it on large pieces that are printable. And so it, it I tell you what, man, it, it shot a big, huge image. So would you say that upgrade is really suited for niche uses like that? Or do you think it's worth you know, getting such a big image if you're just going to be normal well, okay, so you have to qualify what we, you and I think of from normal photography. So you, we are, we're doing more imagery that's based for web. We're also, if it's printable, it's only going to be as big as maybe 36 by 48. And so in my humble opinion, the Mark III and the Mark IV can handle that size. Um, we might do some magazine covers or magazine imagery for the inside. And so that camera can handle it, especially in the post-production world where you're dropping it into Lightroom and you're really adjusting it to get the desired post-production look to clean it up. Um, but as a purist standpoint, sometimes I don't like to clean up images. I like to show the, the graininess of a dark image. You know, because many times if we're in the dark, our eyes see grain. And so you try to match that. But for the paradigm, if you're going for large format printing, this is a good camera to have. If you are that type of photographer where you really want something to blow it up bigger than 48 inches and you want to showcase detail, like when I'm talking about detail, like really good detail, this is the great. This is a wonderful camera. If you're a wedding photographer that's doing portrait work, this is a great camera to have because you can shoot a beautiful, beautiful bridal portrait with this, and you've got a lot of data to work with to really go in and edit and make this thing beautiful. So, for quote unquote normal photography, it's almost a luxury upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, like there are niche photographers that want medium format cameras because they're shooting large print pieces. You know, they're shooting these larger magazines or they're shooting magazines that need high end detail for high end printing. This is the type of camera that also has that spray mentality where you can put it on high speed and hold the shutter button down to get that action shot. Or that children's photo that where the kid might look at the right moment at the right time for a big blown up image for the mantle. This is that perfect camera to do that. You know, because you will see from the end product when you print it out, it looks beautiful. You It takes care of that extra detail. And you see it on the edging. You see it in when you get close to it. You don't see pixelation. It really, it really does a great job. So speaking of action shots, you mentioned earlier that it shoots one picture less per second. Yep. In the 5D. Yep. 
5D Mark III. Well, to me, not being a photographer, that doesn't sound like a huge drop. But does it make a difference in trying to capture You know, it depends on a bunch of things. One is, what's your mode and mentality of how you like to shoot? If you're a news photographer, a journalist that is getting out into the field and you need to spray 11 sec, uh, images per second, you're not going to use this camera. You're going to go get um, a, a different camera that has that really fast spray mentality. So that one less image does make a difference. Well, to me, would I go buy this camera? No. If I was shooting large images for print all the time, Yes, because I would want the ability to pick and choose what camera to use for what situation. And also, it works with all my Canon lenses, DSLR lenses. Yeah. It has the flexibility, so I can pull out my Mark III or Mark IV and shoot really fast and then pop this out to shoot portrait to get that fine detail, you know? Yes, 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 yes. And that's that's how I would view this, is this camera is built to for the sole purpose of not video. It is built to take high-end pictures that match the medium format space in the market. You know? So now we have a few minutes left. I just wanted to ask, you know, for me, working in video, I work in HD most of my life, but when I work in 4K, within an HD workflow, that 4K image gives me a lot more real estate to work with my image. Does this do the same thing for you as a photographer? If you brought one of these gigantic pictures from this into Photoshop that you set it up for a normal you know, 5K picture or whatever, does it give you more real estate to work with? It gives you a little bit more real estate, but more than anything, it gives you more detail within that real estate. So I look at photography from a math standpoint. So, you know, back in my world, I'm a crazy mathematics graduate of Clemson University. And the best way I've ever thought about film and digital is this way. And this is for all you math geeks out there. I'm sorry. So if you look at 35 millimeter film, that film is what I consider a true estimation of the image. It's using a chemical to expose it to an image through the lens and it's soaking it up. And that chemical is exposing it to create an image on a piece of film. A digital camera is ones and zeros. And those ones and zeros, it's all about how many ones and zeros you can pack into a sensor in order to estimate what is inside that 35-millimeter film camera. So the more megapixels you get, the more data you get, the more rich estimation of what that image looks like. And so for you really big data geeks and you mathematic geeks, it is basically doing an integrational integration curve. And if you look at that curve, the curve, that pretty curve up and down, is 35 millimeter. And the really good cameras are the small box 
of estimators, that residual estimator of that curve, and it makes the boxes smaller and smaller, so you get closer and closer to the true image. And so all you're really doing is packing more information into that sensor. That's what this camera does. And when you get into the large format cameras that are digital, that can suck in even more information, you're just packing more stuff into an image already. And you're increasing the real estate as well. Does that make sense? It's kind of geekish. I know I got a little geekish on that one, didn't I? It's okay. So what other questions do you have about this crazy thing? Well, other than the fact that it takes gigantic photos, what else is different about it? Is it, is it just a 5D with the ability to take huge photos, or does it have other features you don't know about? That is all that I found and maximized, um, was the ability to use basically the same ergonomics. Everything's the same, except it just has a bigger... I think it has the same sensor... But it's just programmed software-wise to capture more information. Yeah, they're always sneaky. You know that the 5D Mark III sensor is very similar, similar to the Mark IV. Is that line of code? It could be. It could be. It could be a physical difference. I didn't see it. I saw more. The ergonomics were the same. The buttons were in the same place. Everything was the same. It just didn't fire as fast. And also, it took up more space on the card. And it and it takes more um, horsepower in my MacBook Pro to process the images in Lightroom. Because they're bigger. So the question I always have is, <clears throat> why should someone go buy it? It's really about the same price as the Mark III and the Mark IV. There's no distinguishable. It's hardly a big difference. But if you want a camera for really good large images, this is the camera. This is it. That's what I think. That's all you have? It's it's not you know it's not as interesting as the other stuff, but it's kind of cool. No, it's still interesting. It's, does it take video? Yes, it does, record video. it does record video. But you would think that a larger picture, fifty megapixel picture, the same camera would have four K. It doesn't. It's ten eighty p. Yes, it is. Well, you know, so this will be the end of this one. The reason why we're going to go really quickly is because I got a sneeze and I've also got a cough. <laughs> yes, I do. Golly. So from Bobby Ratu and thank you so much. It's great to talk to you.